So you're a dentist, eh? You're in the right place. This is the Canadian Dentist Podcast with Dr. Carlo Biasucci, where you'll get a truly Canadian approach to building a low-stress, highly profitable practice and live life on your terms. Learn more at TheElitePractice.com. The following is an excerpt from a recent members-only Q&A session. Why do you... Why do good team members leave if you keep toxic team members on for too long? Um, you know you need to do something, but when is the right time? Okay, so that's a good question. So your key people, your A players, your best team members, they are working typically for three employees. Like if you take a top 10% and a bottom 10%, the output, the productivity is probably three to one over the, the week employee. Now, the better employee is not stupid. They know that you are paying the other person too and probably close-ish to what they're getting paid. So if I'm paying my best employee 35 bucks an hour and I'm paying my weakest employee 27 bucks an hour, then the, up, the, the top employee is gonna say, why am I putting in twice the effort or three times the effort that this person is doing when they're doing nothing and in fact, I'm often doing their job. I'm gonna go somewhere else where I don't have to work as hard or where I don't feel this. They say that, but they're not. When a person is, a, is a, an A player, they're going to work at that level anyway. They're just irritated that there is someone there who is, and usually what happens, this is an interesting dynamic, is usually that the weak employee is the one that's commanding all the attention because the one that causes all the problems. And so the People are always, the management is always focused on dealing with this person and their issues and trying to like work around them rather than putting all their energy into their best people, which is what I teach in 51580, to grow their best people because those people will grow. The poor, the weak, the poor employee, the weak employee isn't going to grow. So putting any energy there is a waste of time. Right. So you're, again, just to back up a little bit on 51580 because it really applies here. Your, you have your top 10, your bottom 10, and the middle 80. The top employees pull the team up. The weak employees pull the team down. Where everyone else sits in the middle, it just depends on who's pulling harder. So for me, when do I deal with a weak employee? As soon as I see it. As soon as I see it, I want to deal with it. It might be a conversation. It might be, uh, you know, maybe getting clearer on accountabilities. It might be exiting the person, depending on the situation. Um, whatever it happens to be. Usually when I see a problem like that, I put a, the, the ad goes out. Now, in our case, the ad is always out because we had a standard process for leveling up the team. It was always an ad running for all positions. And it ran for like five years, right? right? Because it was, you know, if we found an excellent employee, and we did sometimes when we weren't hiring, we would find a spot for them because I do not like to let great people go by because when you need them, you can't find them. Right. But if you have them and you're starting to bring them into the, you know, the, um, the sort of the, the the training league sort of thing, right? You know, we bring them into an entry-level role, they start leveling up, and then when we did need them, they were ready to pull in, okay. right? So we kind of had this, like, depth on the bench, so to speak, right? So if you leave your your key people to have to deal with disengaged employees, basically, then they become resentful, they become, you know, people can easily wonder, why do I work so hard? when this person is doing this or this person is actually undermining what I'm doing because they're, you know, so poor at whatever they're doing. And so <clears throat> these are the kind of things that 
that happen. If you don't deal with the weak employee, you're, you're frustrating your best people. And they notice. They notice it right away because they're the ones that are working hard. They're the ones that are doing you know, the work of three other people would be doing. So you need to deal with those issues. Not to mention that if you're carrying a weak person, that's a position, a wage that you could turn over and add to the top of your pile to, to the, you know, to the core of the team and grow the whole team. Usually cutting that anchor early, the whole team rises, right? If you wait though, this person that you know you need to deal with, that you don't deal with, often eventually starts to cause issues in the team. That, that cancer starts to spread up. And eventually now what was one person's problem becomes two people's problem and three people's problem. And now you have a big issue because if I fire this person, well, they're all now, they're friends at the bottom there and you end up having to lose like three people to fix the problem, right? And that's annoying because no one wants to have turnover. So it's failure to act when you need to act. And it doesn't have to be firing a person. It sometimes just needs to be a conversation, okay? People can step up, people can grow. But if they've demonstrated that they will not, then move on. How do you keep a team member from talking negatively about other team members? So you have one team member just focusing on finding faults in other team members. So that is a personality flaw that can be overcome, but it's hard. Okay. Um, the reason I say it can be overcome because humans are wired that way. We find fault. We like to play judge. We like to, you know, look at what other people are doing wrong instead of what we're doing wrong. So you probably remember this, but how often did we talk about gossip at team meetings? All the time. Everyone. Everyone. Every <laughs> single meeting. Yes. Because it is that important. Right. We have our accountability, our playground etiquette, right? Yes. We don't talk about anyone behind their back. If we have to talk about a person, we bring them into the conversation. Right. We don't tolerate gossip. Gossip was grounds for termination in our office. If it became a problem, there was not too many questions asked. We just don't tolerate it. Right. So that people think twice about it. Now, to get people to understand why it's so important. Again, back to culture. If there is a fault with a person, if there is an issue, maybe none of us are perfect. What a thought. Maybe we all make mistakes. Maybe we all do or don't do things that we should do or shouldn't do. But instead of attacking the person, does it help them that we talk about it? No. Does it help them if we approach them about it? Yes. So culture, the culture module tackles this. And so does the leadership workshop at length. Because all you do with gossip, I don't have to go through all of the downsides of gossip, there are nothing but downsides, right? All you do is create irreparable damage in the team. Okay. If you actually care about the issue with the person, rather than just talking about it, because that's what a lot of people like to do, because it gives them their, you know, makes them feel better about themselves by talking to other people, then you want to go and actually approach that person and just say, hey, you know what? When you do this, it causes this, and you know this is what happens as a result. Could we commit to not doing that, or to doing this, or to doing this differently, right? And sometimes that's a, a conversation for the team leader to have, because mm -hmm. I guarantee they see it too. Right. And sometimes it's just between two team members to talk about it. And sometimes 
It doesn't need to be talked about. Focus on yourself. Right. Right. This is something that I, I constantly try to beat into people's heads is that maybe the problem is not them, but it's you. Maybe instead of worrying about what they're doing, I could be a better example to them. There's lots of ways to look at that, but this is leadership workshop now. So, you know, I, I, that's as far as I'll go without saying, just go watch leadership workshop because we talk about this at length. But maybe that's the, you know, the way to solve that. And if the person just has a gossip problem and that's just like, that's their thing and they won't let it go, line change. Because right. that's one of the few areas where I'm indiscriminately replacing people. Right. Yeah. If it's, because you know what happens with that is they just take the whole team down. Absolutely. It just becomes a... Uh, you know, and it's it's so tough to stamp out. You know, I remember one of our associates once said, well, it's like you cut the head off a snake and it just goes on their head. I'm like, well, then I'll just keep sharpening my axe because I'm not going to let this go right. and live in a cesspool office where everyone is hating on everyone all the time. That's ridiculous. Like, we can do better. And we did. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, sometimes you have to ask people, you know, seems like, you know, and they're always the last one to understand, well, I don't know what happened. Well, gee, I don't know. Like, what could have happened? You know, out of 10 words, you know, eight of them were gossip. Like, right. you know, be useful, be productive. Like, try to actually improve the situation. What are you doing about it? If you don't like what that person's doing, how are you, how are you affecting it? How could you make it better? Right. You know, could you help them? Could you teach them something? Could you, whatever. Maybe you could do a better job and lead by example. You know, so there's all these things that... But again, this is why gossip was a discussion at every single team meeting. I had something to teach or train about it. Yeah. Because it's just it's an ongoing conversation. You just can't be done with it. Because people are wired that way. It's just a part of our makeup, unfortunately. Super. How do you change an overall negative attitude in your office and where do you start? <laughs> it's like right across the board. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you where you start. <clears throat> I'll give you one guess, right? <laughs> so leadership right. starts at the top. If the whole team is negative, I wonder where it started. I know people don't like to hear that, but that's typically what happens. Right. So go watch the leadership workshop, okay? Because if the leader at the top, who is the owner, is overwhelmingly positive, you're not going to surround yourself with negative people. And if you have done that and you want to make a change, then you need to start with you and then you need to work on the people around you. If they won't change, which I doubt it because people are a product of their environment mostly, okay? So look at it this way. If the leader is super positive and energetic, it's going to affect the team. Right. Impossible that it doesn't. If the team becomes positive, it affects the patients. The converse is true. If you have a really negative team, I bet the, the, the practice as a whole, all the statistics suck. Right. I guarantee it. I'm sure the new patient flow is low, and I'm sure that the production is nowhere near what it should be. Certainly. Because you're, you're creating what you're getting. Right? So... The first place to start would be the leader. Long look in the mirror. Fix it. Commit to improve. And maybe it starts with a discussion with the team saying, hey, I am making a personal change and here's what I'm doing. And 
I'm going to make a concerted effort to do these things. And I would like you all to come along with me because we'll just have a whole lot more fun together. Right. Maybe you don't have that conversation. You just do it. And people are going to say, what's in this coffee? <laughs> you know, something weird about this. They're like, is this real? You know, so maybe you just start off slowly. But, you know, again, sometimes it requires turnover. Sometimes it requires a line change and a do-over. I mean, you'd like to prevent that because that's difficult. So here's what I would suggest is when the leader makes the change, because that's not an option, of the team, most will respond to that positively. And you'll see what happens. So then it will stand out who the true negative people are. Right. Those people you might have to turn over. But it starts at the top. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm sorry for anyone listening to this who thinks their team is the problem. The team is a product of the leader. Period. It doesn't mean it's all your fault. And someone's going to say, oh, we're picking on the business owner. It's an easy cop-out to just blame the dentist. No, no. Every team, even a little kid's sports team, is a product of the coach. Right. Okay? The, I mean, the ethics, the morality, the... the the enthusiasm is a production is a is a product of the leader. Period. So if you fix that, you fix the rest. Hundred percent. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Canadian Dentist Podcast. If you want to know how Doctor Biasucci tripled his practice in three years and cut his work week in half, request your free information kit at theelitepractice.com.